When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock, Texas Sports, The Horn. The Horn. Guests on The Horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas Sports, The Horn. I was just a kid. My dad told me when it comes to football in Texas, there's only one team. They played down in Austin. Saturdays in the fall at Daryl K. Royal, a hundred thousand strong. And as I grew, so did my pride. Yeah, Tango Walker was a little uh, hook him up. Getting us rolling there on the uh, fabulous fifth quarter, which will include a uh, visit with the Vandergriff head football coach, Drew Sanders. They're 6-0, and having a great season so far. Oh, we'll yeah. talk to Coach. Also previewing Astros Rangers, trying to come up with a good wager. We've got until tomorrow to uh, for our, our end of our show tomorrow to come up with a wager. Rod and I from H-Town and rooting for Houston. Ty, of course, all Rangers all the time, and that should be a heck of a matchup, heck of a series. And... Um, a lot of lot of all stars, a lot of a lot of you know all star, mm-hmm. you know Hall of Fame managers, both, um, you know Hall, Hall of Fame players, Hall of Fame players, a lot of Hall of Fame future Hall of Fame players. Anyway, I yeah. mean you know it's, you, you're gonna have to project with some of them, but uh, we know Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander are going to the, go to the Hall of Fame. Jose Altuve is probably Jose there. Altuve. I mean you know Corey Seager's on a, on that kind of trajectory mm-hmm. over his career. Gosh, yeah. what uh, Jordan Alvarez is Jordan doing. keeps it up, man. Yeah. There'll be several of these Astros. Uh, well, Justin Verlander, what, how about him? This is uh, a quote he had to the Athletic after the win last night, after they celebrated the the, the win over the Twins, on what's what's allowed this team to be that consistent in the organization. Seven straight trips to the ALCS, which is amazing. That's the Final Four. So seven years in a row you've been among the four best teams in baseball. Obviously the trips to the World Series and the championships. Says uh, Justin, who really started when Justin Verlander got there. Remember, they traded for him, and that really started the dominance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, "There's been a culture established here that hasn't faded away. It's still very present, and that's a testament to the guys that were here before, the guys that have remained here, and the guys that are the leaders of this ball club. They don't allow slacking off, but they do it in a respectful manner. They expect the best of everyone because they're giving their best every single day. Uh, I think our culture is something not tangible." Funny that for most baseball analytic forward teams in baseball, something that makes them special is something that's not measurable, which is I, I think pretty I like interesting. That. Yeah. Do you see his uh something equality? His rant here, like after the game in the in the locker room. I saw that, that. FS1 played where he dropped like twelve F bombs. I was the expert like, of the field because Dusty Baker yeah. said, "I'll get the when we'll I'll lead the celebration when we win the World Series. You get this one, Verlander." And so he led the way. They're they're pretty confident. How did they not cut that off though after the first F bomb? I was say he didn't he, he didn't mean for it to go viral. That's for sure because <laughs> dropping f bombs on there <laughs> galore. Well, I'll play you something else coming up because Carlos Correa was obviously in the other losers locker room, mm. the losing locker. I shouldn't say losers, the losing locker room. Mm. But he's been in that winning locker room in Houston before, and he said something pretty interesting too about you know it's a, and it's a it's a uh, it's a much talked about 
conversation among Astro fans, and that Mar- that's Martin Maldonado playing Martin. catcher. Uh, yeah, El Machete <laughs> catching when he doesn't hit very much, right? Uh, he's bats ninth, and he bats under 200. And Yiner Diaz is this young catcher that they like, and he didn't get many at-bats. He DH'd a couple times in the series, but uh, he's the better hitter, no doubt. But listen to Carlos Correa. He was asked by a media member of the Twins, hey, what does it mean? What do you take from this where you only had three hits tonight? Uh, you didn't hit in, in, at home in, in game uh, three either. There were two nights where you really did nothing offensively outside of a home run. Here was Carlos Correa taking baseball fans behind the scenes of how important Martin Maldonado is to the success of this Astros team. I, I don't want to give credit to Maldonado because you know he'll he'll bring it up at some point when I talk to him in the off season. But uh, you know he 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 knows what he's doing behind the plate and he knows you know every hitter's weaknesses and he's gonna try to exploit and he pitches to the he pitches against the expected slug and he does all that and we knew it and you know still it was hard to make the adjustments uh, the way he was pitching pitching backwards uh, hitters counts he would go off speed and then counts where you throw off speed regularly he would go fastballs up and. You know they did a good job of making matching, and you know we we just gotta get better, and we gotta have a better plan. And there's a lot of things that could have gone better for us, and they didn't. Um, that's that's why we're here right now talking about this loss. Um, but yeah, it, I wanted to to serve as fuel for the guys for next year. Right, there you go. There's Carlos Correa, and that uh, Astro fans mm-hmm. talk about that a lot. But there's there's a former Astro saying, yeah, Martin Maldonado is a key part of why they are so good this time of year that's because right. he's, he's like playing. a. And that, yeah, and he, he's out there. You know, he he's great behind the plate. He calls great game. He knows every hitter's weakness. Yeah, but Astros fans, they love to complain. <laughs> yeah, well, they're yeah. in the regular season. Well, yeah. And Yiner Diaz had a really good year, and it's it's a reason to be excited for the future. And if Yiner Diaz can learn from El Machete Even about handling a pitching mm-hmm. staff, and that's why Dusty Baker's so bullish on the guy. He's like, no, I'll put a 190 hitter out there if he can do that and help our pitching staff uh, continue to dominate. And uh, it's a big part of the Astros. Obviously, the Rangers, like where they're at, too, uh, it's going to be a heck of a series. Heck of a series. Both teams are playing good baseball. Rangers 5-0 and in the postseason, outscoring their opponents and 200-win opponents, you know, big time, 3-1 to so far in this series. Astros uh, go right through the Twins. Did lose one game, but, uh, you know, it's three out of four. And they're the only one. That's going to become a big conversation, especially if the Phillies finish mm-hmm. off the Braves, Rod. Oh, yeah. I mean, the 104-win Braves, the Dodgers, the Orioles, all all 100-win teams out. And surprisingly, how easy it was for the Rangers to go right through the Orioles, the Diamondbacks right through mm-hmm. the Dodgers. And now here come the Braves and the Phillies. And it's the old rust versus rest argument. It is. Essentially, these guys, right? Because essentially these guys are out of their routine where, where they get a week off. What is it, a week? How, yeah, because the right end of the regular season was Sunday. Did they get a week and off? And they were had a week off, and the wild card games were played in the middle of the week. That's what, a long time. And remember, those series were supposed to be best of three series, but they only went two games each So because those were sweeps, oh, all, right. all four sweeps. of them. Mm. They were all sweeps. Uh, so both teams had some time off, but – you know, in a in a creature of habit routine sport where it's day after day games. after day, yeah. after and that then grind. all of a sudden you're not playing for a week. That you know, I this could be a complete just you know coincidence that all four of those. I mean, these were the best teams in your league all year I long. Think, I think you're past coincidence. You definitely notice. Is it definitely a pattern? I don't know if you're at trend yet, but it's definitely a pattern. I think we'll have to see it over yeah. time. And yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things that you know because this is a new format um, and. I think I think teams will pay more attention to it next year, right? They'll be they'll be trying to come up with things to to try well, to keep you focused. I mean, gosh, you might do some simulated games with your AAA team or something, right? I mean, bring yeah. do something. That's a good point. Uh, just just to keep playing. 
Uh, but at the same time, you you want to you you think you're getting the benefit of rest. Do you want the buy? That's the question. Do you want the buy in the end? If it, if you end up finding patterns that work against you or that are disadvantageous uh, to having that rest, well, the after. Astros handled it. That's the one team that handled it. But they're the ones right? who got a lot of championship DNA too. That's right. Right. They've been to the mountaintop multiple times. So they probably maybe it is a new format though. So I'm not saying they know how to handle it because they haven't experienced it. But maybe they have better strategies in place. I'll say this. than some of the other teams. The, the the game tonight with Phillies Braves again the, the the intensity of that crowd in Philadelphia is unbelievable mm-hmm. and there's a new poster have you seen the picture of Bryce Harper staring down Arcia the shortstop for the Braves mm-hmm. I yeah. mean it is a classic picture somebody got a great shot of it from center field as Bryce Harper is rounding the bases stepping on second base and he is staring down if a face could give a middle finger oh, that would be it like, f you picture <laughs> worth a thousand words because the reports were in the the Braves dugout after they won. Uh, on that crazy double play to end game two, uh, word was Arcia was kind of popping off about bad base running by Bryce Harper. That uh, that was a big blunder, you know, making fun of Bryce Harper because he did get doubled off, and he 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 stared yeah, at him. He, you know what? He took that personal. He he did. He took that personal. That's what happens these days. You take that. I took that personal, man. When you said that about me, ever since MJ started that on the last day, not everybody takes it personal. Michael took it personal. Everybody, I took that personal. Dion took that personal, man. Oh man, that picture that is awesome! I love the picture of him wearing the Dion stuff. You see the picture of Bryce Harper wearing like the the, the Dion primetime stuff? Yeah. Right oh yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, and and he is him. You know what I mean? I mean that Bryce Harper is one of those. You know, if baseball has a LeBron James, it's Bryce Harper, right? He was he is that guy. He, he left high school early so he could start his career, so he could get to the be the first pick and uh, sign the huge contract with the Phillies. But you know what? That dude backs it up. That dude. And the postseason is unbelievable, uh, and one of the best hitters, one of the best bat to ball. He between he and Jordan Alvarez, and I'm you know hard to hard to find better than those two guys in a clutch moment. And a guy that's, you know, I always say this broad about baseball this time of year, you have to be able to hit good pitching because you're going to face good pitching. That's just the way the game goes. Can't get through now, the playoffs. You're, you're you're every once in a while you're going to get a really bad pitch, but you can't miss the mistake, right? Uh, that that's the key. You against a good pitcher, you may only get a pitch or two. You got to hit the mistake, and uh, then you also be have to be able to hit really good pitching, which you know Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, Corey Seager, uh, these guys absolutely can. And Bryce Harper is in that category. I want you to hear Bryce Harper though. Uh, this is pretty good. This is uh, when asked about the stare at Arcia, and uh, did you mean to do it? Was that intentional? Hey, let's get petty. We talked about how let's, petty the pettiness is starting to infiltrate all the sports now. Let's hear, our sports getting a little bit more petty. Well, there's been a, many a stare down. Here is mm-hmm. Bryce Harper, and he he, he admired one of his, his first home run uh, quite, quite, a, quite a while, and then the stare. Here's what Bryce Harper said afterwards. Was there, was there any motivation? I mean, anytime anybody says something, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Did you enjoy staring them down? Yeah, I mean, I stared right at him. There you go. Come on now. Mm. Yeah, stared right at him. They'll I'll, play again tonight. I was say, I'm, a bad I'm, man. I'm down with his, when he gets petty, man. I think it's good for the sports. People don't like it. It's just not classy. It's not about sportsmanship. But the petty helps. It helps to build the uh, the drama and the storyline surrounding these games. So I'm glad that base. But we said baseball needs to get a little bit more petty. The NFL is getting real petty. You got now the NFL's got coaches talking trash to one another and 
players talking a lot of trash. NFL's petty. The NBA invented petty. Right? Golf started to get petty with the Live Tour and then guys talking trash. Now you got Rory going off on guys and stuff. So they're pretty petty right now. Women's college basketball got petty during their last championship game and it was the most watched championship game in the history of women's college basketball. It ain't nothing wrong with Dion. Dion took Petty to a new level with Colorado, calling out other coaches and got the nation watching Dion in Colorado. It ain't nothing wrong with a little Petty. It does help the entertainment well, all, value of the product. Well, and all great athletes are looking for an edge, right? They're looking for something to put a little more gas in I the tank. I took that personal. <laughs> I, I still don't get why Micah Parsons he took, that took, took the T-shirt personal, I mean, hey, not the losses. They, not haven't the fi- they haven't fined Kittle yet either. I think I they did. Didn't I want to that. I haven't seen it yet. I'll look for it. Yeah. I think it did. But yeah. And by the way, Orlando Arcia, the shortstop, he was looking down, pretending like he didn't. He would didn't notice. He's like looking down. I didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll be tuned in tonight. You? I'll be tuned in tonight, seven o'clock. I'm, I'm more intrigued in that game than I am even the NFL game because you know, one thing to come in, intriguing about the NFL is how many touchdowns Patrick Mahomes will score. And Broncos throw. country, let's ride. And how much the wind impacts that game. We told you earlier, the meteorologists are saying that wind could be steady at twenty to twenty-five miles an hour in Kansas City tonight with mm-hmm. gusts up to forty. That's that. So that'll impact the kicking game and obviously the passing game. I'll tell you this right now: I'm taking Broncos plus ten and a half. Are you? Yeah, but the win. You taking the Broncos plus ten and a half, bro? That, have rival. you been listening to me talk about how bad that defense is? Have you been listening? You ain't been listening at all, Luke. I zig, bro. Man, you need zagging. to zag going back. That defense is terrible. I'll give you the stats again. Every the Broncos defense is giving up on average a seventy-eight percent completion percentage to quarterbacks. 133.9 passer rating on average. When you throw the ball 10-plus yards downfield against the Broncos defense, you complete 76% of those passes. Uh, the second highest uh, is the Bills at 64.7%. They are on pace right now to be the worst defense in the Super Bowl era. They are allowing 450 Total yard per game, that will be the most by any team in the NFL in its history since at least 1950. And the scoring defense has given up 36 yard, 36 points per game on average now. Uh, that is the most since the 1950 Baltimore Colts, who gave up 38.5. Listen. Just saying, it's really and, and bad. That's, a, that's <laughs> really interesting bad. stat, but I would say this. They also gave up 70 to Miami. And against Washington, Chicago, and the Jets, three of the worst offenses in the league, they gave up 35, 28, and 31. That's yeah. a problem. First time Patrick <laughs> Mahomes has ever played the worst defense in the NFL. Win could be a factor. And but Taylor uh, Swift is going, so Taylor Swift is going to be there too. And will be there. Nice. To your point, though, Ty, they would have to, if the, if the weather plays a huge role, they got to run the ball, and the Chiefs don't run the ball well. They don't. They just don't. Um, they don't run the ball I well. just I, – I, I double-digit spreads in the NFL. That's money for me. And I'll add something else time. to I, your point. The Chiefs, wide receivers – Terrible drop rate, and if it's going to be bad weather, they'll drop it even more. Rasheed Rice leads all wide receivers in drop rate, 16.7%. Kadaris Tony is second, 15.8%. So even when they do throw it, if it's bad weather, their guys aren't catching the ball a lot. And Travis Kelsey, who I love, I think he's great, but he's actually having his worst season. He's averaging a career-low 8.2 yards per catch, a career-low 6 yards per target, and a career-low 4.7 A dot average depth of target. So... To Ty's point, devil's advocate, maybe he's on his own. Do, do you know who the Chiefs' leading receiver is right now? Chiefs' leading receiver? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I can tell Watson you, no. or something? Maybe? Justin Watson. Yeah. With 17 catches for 217 wow. yards. That's crazy. I just literally, I did not know that. I just guessed. Chiefs 31, <laughs> Broncos 17. Cover. 
31 17. I think they cover yeah, it. It is 31 17. That's 14. It's 10. Oh, so the Chiefs cover. You said Chiefs cover. So you don't Chiefs believe cover. in me. I don't believe in you. I believe in the Chiefs at home. Well, we'll see. Because I think they'll force Russell Wilson into some mistakes, too, because they can score with their defense. This uh, is a legacy game for Russell Wilson. Ooh. You get blown out tonight, You, no one's ever going to look at you the same light. I'm already not, but, I mean, I, I sent you the matter? stats earlier. <laughs> I've already watched them this it's year. It's prime time, you know. Like, I, I don't know. Do you, do you, yeah, they, he's improved, they got to do something. He's 11 touchdowns, two picks this year. I he has not, better stats than Patrick Mahomes this year. I did not realize he had improved that much because I haven't watched a ton of Broncos. But Sean right. Payton's getting more out of him, and, uh, but there are reports he and Sean aren't seeing eye-to-eye all the time because he doesn't run the offense. He likes to ad-lib, which is kind of, the, his thing. kind of the way he plays yeah, the that's game. That's Russell Wilson is. <laughs> hey, we'll be back. Uh, when we do, we're talking to Drew Sanders, head coach of the Vandergrift Vipers, our weekly Thursday visit, and it's game night for the Vipers. They play a Thursday night game that we will preview coming next. Big one with Round Rock, also some other high school, plus Rod will take us behind the BOC one more time. We're loaded. What's popping before the end of the hour? I think Titus gave us his what's popping pick. We'll have that as well. Let's hook him up. Hook em up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Yeah, going to work. Going to work. Uh, our next guest is going to work. We're going to talk to Drew Sanders here in a moment. Head coach at Vandegrift. They're off to a 6-0 and start. Our visit with Drew Sanders every week brought to you by Brain Vault and the Brain Vault technology, uh, irrefutable, backed by science that the mouthpiece, Brain Vault, the revolutionary patented mouth guard, has been proven to help the risk of concussions. Uh, eight years in the NFL, 100 different players wearing it, no concussions reported. They have now gone to retail with a, uh, uh, a retail uh, Brain Vault where you can get your young athlete or your team, like the Vandergrift Vipers are, uh, fitted for and wearing the mouth guard, the orthotic that helps um, you know strengthen the neck muscles to have your your jawline and your your mouth uh, positioned properly at the point of contact. And that's what it's about, Rod. Uh, reducing those concussive forces with yes, um, you've made plenty of hits and right mm-hmm. your teeth rattle together and uh, you can wear a mouthpiece that you just buy or you can get uh, the patented backed by science brain vault technology that helps reduce scientifically proven reduce the risk of concussions. Time to play hard, but stay safe. With Brain Vault. Go to brainvault.com to set up your fitting for your young athlete or your team. Not just football players, Rod, cheerleaders. You teach oh, yeah. cheerleaders are wearing the Brain Vault now. All types of sports, man. Lacrosse. Soccer. All soccer yeah. in a big way. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Vaqueros hotline. He is the head coach of the 6-0 Vandegrift Vipers, Drew Sanders. Drew, uh, good morning. I appreciate you doing it. It's game day for you guys. You guys are playing tonight on Round Rock. What's up, coach? Yeah, we, we are. We are. Yeah, good morning, guys. Are you feeling good? I mean, you guys, you know, I want to ask you about how, how you keep the edge. This team is off to a 6-0 and start. Amazingly, you guys have outscored your opponents by 200 points, 257-57. to 57. You have to be proud of that, but how do you keep the pedal to the metal? Yeah, I think it's pretty easy this week. Um, you know, when you're playing Round Rock, we know that, um, you know, we've only had two district losses the last five and a half years, and both of them were given to us by Round Rock. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the guys understand – how um, Round Rock is a is a great program, and so and we gotta go to the Dragon again. This is my home away from home, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, you, you know your opponent kind of helps you keep the edge, you know, um, and so that's kind of what Round Rock does for us. Hey, coach, did I uh, hear you say a couple of weeks ago that Alex Foster, who was just a fantastic defensive player, that he was dealing with some injuries? How's that? Uh, how's that going? 
Yeah, yeah, he's out. Um, he's out until probably last regular season game or oh. playoffs. We're just kind of waiting till everything heals. He had an arm injury, but um, he'll be back and, and uh, for playoffs and stuff. But yeah, we've had to have some guys step up. You know, um, we had we were missing a starting linebacker too last last week, um, and a starting nose tackle um, last week. And so it's it's um, both of those guys. Hopefully, we'll be back uh, tonight. Um, and so, but yeah, we've dealt with our fair share of injuries on the defensive side this year. Uh, no question, and uh, but still 42-3, to the win over McNeil last week. You heard it right here on the Horn. Of course, you'll hear the game right here on the Horn tonight at 7 o'clock with Vandegrift and Round Rock in Round Rock. And you said they've, they've had your number a couple of times of late, but boy, your team has been really good, Coach. And uh, you talked last week about you know the, these, these college scouts and coaches coming to your practice to watch your players. How does, how does that go when a, when a big-name coach rolls in and is watching practice? Does that change anything for your guys or just uh, pump them up a little bit? I think yeah, I think I think you're right on. You know, you know how kids are. I mean, that they get pretty excited to see college coaches around, and I think that's pretty neat. We've had the last couple of years, we've had way more, um, you know, than normal. We usually got, uh, and nothing wrong with that. I played at Hardin Simmons, but we we usually have a steady dose of Texas Lutheran and Hardin Simmons. <laughs> uh, but uh, lately, we've actually had um, a, a lot of Division One schools uh, come through there, and that's definitely an experience. And, and I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. But I even had. I've had some uh, head coaches, Indiana head coach came by. Um, and then, of course, the most famous person so far that's come by, I still have yet to meet the GOAT, Nick Saban. But um, I, I did get to meet uh, the Michigan head coach, Coach Harbaugh, and he was he was a lot of fun. Oh. And uh, you can see how, how outgoing he is and how he could, he could immediately um, make you his best friend because it was just a great conversation with him. Hey, Coach, um, I, I don't know if you guys have to watch the Texas OU game, but there was a big goal line yeah. stand by Oklahoma, which I'm sure they'll be playing for you know years to come now because it, it was pretty iconic. Um, goal line stand might be one of the more exhilarating plays for a defense, period. I think I remember a few in my time playing. Um, what was yeah. the last goal line stand you guys had, and can you rank something that is better in terms of more impressive for a defense than a goal line stand? Four times. <laughs> yeah, man. Golan stands are the best. Um, <laughs> you know, we as a defensive guy, man, you get somebody starting first and go inside the the uh, ten or so. I mean, it's just like it challenges your manhood. Yep. And when you stand tall in that situation, and and we talked about this is uh, kind of cool because we talked about this like three weeks ago. Like, what do we change in the red zone? But you basically are just kind of rolling the dice on every one of your defensive calls. Mm. But if you just sit there, you know you're going to give it up. So. Yeah. You've got to you've got to force the issue, and um, and that's that. This year we had a goal line stand against Midway, just oh. physically, just just got them and knocked them back. That was really that was really exciting. And of course, last year the most famous goal line stand was was the Dripping Springs one, where we stopped them up fourth oh, inches yes. from from that, where the quarterback kind of got knocked back, fumbled the quarterback sneak. That was an unbelievable on fourth and, and fourth and inches. That was unbelievable. Um, but you know, I think the thing about a go on stand is that what you learn is like you learn about your defense because literally everybody's like, once you get inside the five, everybody's like, okay, this is just a foregone conclusion. This is mm-hmm. over, and uh, it just kind of like just makes you remember, like, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna find a way to get this stop. Um, and so you got to have in your tricks, your bag of tricks, you got to have some choices there. You know, that's a good good defensive coaches have four or five calls that are going to just really cancel gaps inside and bring edge pressure or, you know, or maybe just um, trap a 
uh, a good receiver. You got to have lots of choices down mm-hmm. there because you never know where you know somebody's going to go. Yep. yep. Uh, Vander stuff. Griffin, Round Rock tonight, Coach. Uh, <laughs> you guys were in the state title game a year ago. Does that talk about fuel and motivation? Uh, how much has that you know, pushed your guys to, to get back there and finish the deal this time? Is that something that uh, has been a motivator for you guys in this great start you're having? You know, they they every once in a while, I think somebody might mention or something, but I, I think we've as a staff have done a really good job of trying to keep these guys on the seven step ladder that that I mentioned before. You know, we cannot skip over any step in the ladder or you'll fall. And um, you know, for us, this is step four, and and it's a big deal around here. We talk a ton about winning a district title, and this would be our fourth outright district title because y- y'all know how hard it is for a high school to win a district championship. You know, mm-hmm. just look at Texas and all the good teams they had. You look back at the Big Twelve championships; they didn't really have many. Right. It's hard to win uh, a championship in your league, and so we really, really focus on that during the regular season and talk a ton about that. Um, and so I think our guys understand the importance of, of, of just staying in the here and now and, and playing a big game like, uh, like tonight. Hey, Coach, I want to ask you just kind of a, a kind of a football theory question. I got friends who are coaches, and you know some of them are willing to admit they steal plays from other coaches, and some are not willing to admit it. But I think all coaches do it to a certain extent. Uh, do do you during the season, off season, are you taking plays from other football teams at every level, pro, college, and high school, or is it something like that? Maybe you're not willing to admit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll steal everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we um, we actually put in a defense this week because I love Oklahoma's uh, last play defense, oh. um, and so they brought they brought five. I've never seen a five man pressure, no one for thirty yards, and then six people standing in the end zone. Um, hmm. And so it was a it was an overload pressure. They put all five guys on the right side, um, on the defensive left, offensive right side and then crossed the nose all the way across to the other side and just wreaked havoc, and um, wow. it was great. And so we installed that this week. We called it Victory Sooner um, and kind of taught that a little bit. So that's an example of how coaches will just see something. I, re, I you know, rewound it, uh, got my pen and paper, wrote it down, and told my staff, <laughs> hey, let's put this in. And they were like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Nice. Really cool. Yeah, and obviously you're watching a lot of films, so you see creativity on other coaches and other staffs and uh, uh, rip and replicate. Rip yep, and replicate right. if it can help yeah, your team win. Yeah. Hey, Round Rock, For Coach, sure. you mentioned the, uh, the the rival that they are. They're they're 3-3, three and three, but they have won all three district games, so this becomes a huge one. What has been the improvement you saw? They dropped the first three, but have won three straight now. Uh, what has is, what is Round Rock done to improve? Man, I think they just are kind of just figuring out who they are. You know, they had a few – people to replace and, and a new head coach. And, and uh, I think they've just kind of now they're back in the regular round rock, um, what they do, you know, which is when, and they're, they're tough and physical and coached well. Uh, they, they go by their quarterback, their quarterback's three-year starter. And he is uh, truly a man. Um, he can put a couple people on his back and just keep running down the field. He's really, really strong. And then defensively, they're always strong. Their coach played at TCU. So they like to use a lot of the TCU concepts, four down stuff. Um, but they'll get into some three down too. But they just, they just, I uh, think, just kind of started putting some things together, and uh, now they're, I think, they're kind of back to normal.
Yeah, Mason Cochran, that uh, three-year starter at quarterback, big guy. Got to deal with his legs and his arm, and uh, uh, yeah. won a lot of football games for the Dragons. Uh, he could play linebacker if he wants. Yeah, he to. could play linebacker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's got a scholarship offer at linebacker for Navy. Is what yes, I'm thinking, I think you're right, Coach. Oh, very yeah. cool. Hey, Coach, best of luck tonight. Appreciate the visit on game night. We'll have it for you here on a Thursday night. Anything change with your schedule when you're playing the short week, or just uh, speed it up a little bit? Yeah, it speeds up everything, and especially as good as these guys are, you know, game planning, you better figure out what you like quick, you know, and, and get it ready. All right. Well, good luck tonight, Coach. We'll talk luck, next coach. Thursday. Go get them Vipers. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Coach. All right, out on the road at uh, Dragon Stadium. It's a big one, 3-0. That's a big man. one because Round Rock's always got some talent. Rod, that looks like a misprint to me, but they've outscored their opponents by 200 points. Yeah, I know. That's 6A I, level of football, 257 to 57. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that make it, but you know what? It's the Adam, that part of it is the, the, the Adams kid, yeah. right? Deuce. Deuce. Deuce, Deuce is the loose. quarterback, and Mike Adams, who's the for legendary lifetime along with Mike Adams, who's now the wide receiver coach there. Uh, and his son, another son, is playing wide receiver, right? Yeah, the brothers' sophomore. Yeah. chemistry. Yeah, they, they 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 throw it around the yard all the time. And he's set to go to Louisville. Is he committed Louisville. to Louisville? I believe yeah, Louisville's Louisville. having a good year actually. Six and zero. Oh. Just upset Notre Dame. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so that's tonight. Uh, we'll have it for you here as we have all Vendergriff games here on the Horn. I love talking to Coach, man. I learned so much talking to Coach. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned a lot. How about he sold that? And he's talking about the uh, the Hail Mary play. Yeah. Where Texas was so trying he, to get. So he took a, took a, a defensive play from the Sooners. Yeah, Longhorns. Uh, and that, I thought, you know, it's interesting. I remember noting it as it happened, but you don't usually see five prep, five guys coming on a Hail Mary. Normally you know. they drop everybody back yeah. and let the quarterback just kind of do his thing back there and get a good running start. They didn't. They brought and and you know Quinn was, had to fight to get it off. It was smart though when you think about it because Quinn's got a big arm, so you know he had plenty of arm to get it there. And Texas has good receivers and big receivers, big receivers. So I think actually it was a smart move. So you make sure that's not a, that's not accuracy. You can kind of affect the accuracy and the timing of it. Sure. Yeah. And I think I mean you know coaches work on that, especially Quinn with his arm strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had a play. I mean they wanted to tip it to each other. That would mean the Longhorns had a plan. Uh, one was going to tip it to the other, and um, just give yourself a you, chance. But you have to, act, you have to, and give. Uh, you know, it, I know Texas fans don't like to do it, but uh, listening to to Danny Stutzman yesterday on the Jim Rome show, we played a cut from him. You've got to get tip your cap to Brett Venables. Brett Venables, I mean, has been coaching for that game mm-hmm. all year. Yep, talked about how he had the the forty nine nothing score taped in the locker room all off season. They, you know, when they when they would do drills, they do forty nine of them, right? Like forty nine medicine balls. Don't let them forget. Don't no. don't let them forget it, man. They didn't. They they, they didn't. leaned into it. Mm-hmm. They they owned it. And uh, you know, Brett Venables said, "Look, we we earned it. We we we're the ones that lost forty nine to nothing, and so we're the ones that can fix it." And um, and then we all helped him prior to the game because everybody around the country just kept talking about how great Texas was, and they about to beat Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma's got no shot. Brent Venables is a year behind. Now the script, and we all helped him because leading up to it, he's like, "Oh, I just listen. have you seen their hype video, the seven minute hype yes, video, Oklahoma it. loose?" Mm-hmm. And it's all just people around the country, like analysts, talking about how Texas is going to beat Oklahoma. And you know what? We helped him out. Gave them plenty of bullets and more material to get yeah. hyped on. They did, yep. and uh, but you know, pretty clear. Look, Bob Stoops told everybody at Oklahoma when they hired Brett Venables that he was the right guy for that job. That damn Bob Stoops coaching tree still haunting us, ain't it? Yeah, and damn he, it. And I think that's a big part of it. You have to, and and you know, I think Sark is learning to coach in that game. But he man, you got to know. You now have to know what you're dealing with in Brett Venables, and that is his passion and the way he coaches that team. You're it's gonna, you're gonna be, It's not just one year you're going to face a group mm-hmm. that, as I described it, just like a hornet's nest. Man, they're going to come at you. Um, because they they play that game differently, they coach that game differently. Mm-hmm. They uh, you you heard Danny Stutzman if you listen to the Jim Rome show yesterday say it, it 
That's bigger than the the championship for us. I mean, yes, this is, is that's the game, man, uh, and I think that's pretty awesome. I think Texas, you know, Texas was their own worst enemy in that game, and still have the better side. But uh, credit to Brett Venables because they were on point in a lot of things, Rod. The scouting, they were, mm, the, the, uh, his the, team oh, was yeah. well well, were well well prepped for that game, and you they needed tell. all of it, right? They needed every bit of it. Yep. To pull out the victory, but uh, down to that that detail of the Drew Sanders said, uh, you know, five man pressure on a, on a uh, hail mary play. Yeah. Uh, somebody, my buddy Mark, texted me and said, "Hey, what if they ran a screen pass on that hail mary play? Wouldn't that be smart? If you're going to bring five, and you don't really have time to think about that as you're mm-hmm. lining up, and all of a sudden they got five guys at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But if you, because if you, but everybody in the end zone, and then you're in a screen, you know, could you could you motorcade your way down there? Uh, I don't know. That that's interesting too. It might be a higher percentage than getting in, into the end zone with a hail mary at that spot. Yeah, been a scary play, but no, you're right about Venables, man. I got a whole new respect for that coaching staff. They were ready and. You know, I had a sooner tell me this, and I totally believe it. He said, y'all had a bigger game this year than Oklahoma, and it was Bama. Oklahoma didn't have a bigger game than Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you guys had a bigger game. and Honestly, Texas did. That was We all know in the offseason they focused on that game. Oklahoma's offseason, they were focused on Texas. Yeah, and the, 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 for Texas, I don't want to say what's well, not a big loss, but you can make up for it. Right? Yeah, you can. You, you can run the can. table, get back there, beat them again. Yeah. Oklahoma, Brett Venables needed that win. I mean, he needed because after forty nine nothing in a seven loss season a year ago, you now losing that game again would have been a real problem. Now he'd still be the coach there, but the fan base wants to see it, and they did. And uh, man, how many? I mean, you mentioned the first interception was great scouting, and it was great, great understanding, and Sark yeah. played right into it. Yeah, he needs to be more creative. But man, every, every, they were on point. They really will. They didn't. The only self inflicted wound and, and mistake I can think of Oklahoma making in that game was the missed field goal. Everything else they did. You know, Texas stopped him when they stopped him. Mm-hmm. Texas made plays. I would also say Dylan Gabriel on a fourth down threw a ball behind Drake Stoops. That you know, oh yeah, the tight end fourth and two. Yeah, he would have yeah. wanted it back. But everything else, they were really good, and that gives you confidence if you're Texas that okay, we made a million mistakes. Yeah, they didn't make that. any, and they yeah. also broke out this new quarterback run game that we haven't seen. Right, we, we had mm-hmm. to adapt to that on the fly. So there's a lot of coaching that can go on for Texas this week, knowing that man, we're we're still pretty damn good. Uh, the, the polls didn't even drop us down to the top ten. We're still nine. We're the highest-ranked one-loss team. Uh, I think there's a lot you can learn from that game moving forward for Texas. But, you know, you can't uh, you can't underestimate your opponent ever. Uh, I know. That's pretty it, clear. It, Longhorn fans refuse to give Oklahoma any credit. Texas are here upset that we're giving props to Oklahoma about the game plan, so they barely won by four points. What you don't understand is they came into that game leading the, 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 leading the college football world in interceptions, and they got two against Texas. They all the, Both of the interceptions, Texas were prepped. That first, that that second play that Sark came out in, that's the same play they ran. Formation, personal grouping that they ran versus Alabama. They got ten yards only because they threw it to the trip side versus Alabama, and this side, this time they threw it to the to the field side, which was the same side that the Twins were on in the Alabama game, and they threw the double slant. By the way, same play they ran in the Alabama game. So. You can say, oh, man, they only won by four points. The reason they won by four points is because they were better prepped. Yeah, Sark better rolled that, he rolled that same play out there and thought, oh, they're not going to know this. They're not going to remember it. Yes, they did because all the guys on defense made the same audible and check and watched the cornerback on that side, Texter. He doesn't move. I'm a cornerback. I played that position. When I'm going up against A.D. Mitchell or I'm going up against Xavier Worthy, NFL receivers, my natural instinct is to give a little bit of ground unless I'm playing cover two. All right, unless I'm playing a bump and run corner in cover two. He didn't he didn't move and he wasn't in cover two. They were in man. They manned that side. And the reason he didn't move is because his defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, told him, don't move. When they run this play out of this formation, it will be this route. I trust me. 
it will be this route, and you will get the interception. And he did. Yeah, he did. That was and good. So, and I, that, yeah, that was, was just one of the plays, team. guys. They had multiple plays like that. So it's, it's something wrong with giving him a little props. doesn't mean that you're a terrible coach, that you got out coached. You'll come back in, and then you'll you, you outmaneuver them next time. It's okay. It is okay. It's okay, man. Uh-huh. And know what you're dealing oh, with. Lord. That's what I would say. I always say keep your friends close, your enemies closer. <laughs> you got to know what you're dealing with with that guy. Uh, and now you know for sure. Because last year, little resistance at all because I think that team kind of gave up, gave up on their year, uh, certainly in that game. But uh, either way, that's not going to be the case moving forward. That's what makes it such a great rivalry. Can't wait for next October. We'll come back and uh, hit some what's popping. Get Ty's Sex Panther pick of the night because there's a good baseball game, plenty of football to pick from. We'll have that coming next. Barbecue in Salado presents East and Corbin tomorrow night. I just can't love you back. Get your tickets to see East and Corbin live tomorrow night at Johnny Steaks and Barbecue. Purchase online at johnnysteaksandbbq.com. I'm a little more country than that. Don't miss East and Corbin at Johnny's in Salado tomorrow night. Get your tickets at johnnysteaksandbbq.com. That's johnnysteaksandbbq.com. Can't bow out. Can't bow wow, bring your schnauzer and your chow. Can't bow wow. Can't bow wow, bring your dachshund and your hound. Can't bow wow. Can't bow wow, we're all having fun now at camp. Bow wow. Bring your dog in for fall spa treatments. We have de-shedding, nail trims, full service bathing, everything but the cut. Get your spot reserved for Thanksgiving and Christmas. 833-DOG-LIFE. 833-364-5433. Play all day, snooze night away. You don't have to have a pedigree to be treated like a celebrity. Located off Limmer Loop, one block west of 130 in Hutto. Make your reservation online at campbowwow.com slash Hutto and download our mobile app where you can watch your pup play. That's campbowwow.com slash Hutto. At Camp Bow Wow. If you're attending the Formula One race at Coda, you don't want to miss this message. All on-site parking is sold out. Save time and money with Coda Shuttle Service for the fastest, easiest way in and out of the venue. Choose from three pickup locations and book now at thecircuit.com. Ironworkers Local 482, building Central Texas since 1935. You see their skilled craftsmanship every day with Austin iconic landmarks like UT Memorial Stadium and the Pennybacker Bridge. Ironworkers Local 482 Union is hiring 3,000 people right now for a huge new project. Enjoy full benefits, a pension, and a rewarding career. Becoming a member of Ironworkers Local 482, you accept the challenge to give your best each day while shaping Austin's economic development. Apply today at ironworkers482.org. That's ironworkers482.org. As we transition into cooler days, it's time to prepare for winter with Pinnacle Propane. Introducing our winter prep offer with savings up to $175 on your next fill. Don't wait. Visit us at PinnaclePropane.com or call us today at 830-693-4383 and stay warm all winter while saving with Pinnacle Propane. To help you prepare even more, you'll have a chance to win a portable backup home generator and a Carhartt gift certificate. Pinnacle Propane, your trusted partner for all your propane needs. Texas Spirit started with Tito's Handmade Vodka. Back in the 90s, we had a dream as big as our home state. With grit, determination, and heart, we broke ground on the first legal distillery in Texas. Today, at the center of the craft spirits movement, we're still Texas-made and Texan-owned. Our copper caps line shelves, and we fill glasses with the smoothest juice around. Remember, just because it looks like vodka doesn't mean it tastes like Tito's. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. 
The Horn text line has moved. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. What's poppin'? Who you Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that like stocking. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone, put a bad in the friend zone. Oh man, what's poppin'? Who sings this song? Jack Harlow. Chuck Harlow. Chuck Harlow. Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, so what's poppin'? Jack Harlow. Are you guys a fan of? Uh, this might be poppin'. Are you guys a fan of? Uh, no, actually, Rod, you've admitted you've never eaten at the uh, the, 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 the the chicken place, Raging Cage. Raging, I've never Raging. eaten at Raging Cajuns, and I know it's just it's like famous chicken tenders. I think or something like that. Right? What's it called? Raging Canes. Oh, you Raising know, Canes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raising Canes. Sorry, I had Canes yesterday. Did you see the one they're building in Dallas? Raising Canes. This is not a promotion for them, but. They have built, you can look it up, they built a Cowboys slash Post Malone themed Raisin, Raisin Canes. Yeah, he's, uh, he's sponsored by Raisin Canes and Bud Light. And it doesn't look like any Raisin Canes you've ever seen. Hold up. Um, a Post Malone themed <laughs> Raisin Canes? I, what, what's the theme? What, what does it's it mean? It's all blue. It looks, I mean, it, it almost looks like the Cowboys place. Does to, it like have marijuana somewhere to, in to there? To be an employee there, you have to have face tattoos. <laughs> is that That's right? what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, what's the Post Malone themed face tattoos? Look, there it is. Er, herbal, uh, herbal incense of so some kind? So it's all blue. <laughs> it's got the star everywhere. I'm assuming Raisin Canes is also a Cowboy sponsor. They wouldn't be able to do that. They love sports, though. Remember, it wouldn't Bijan doing stuff with them? And they oh, just yeah. did something with Baker Mayfield and B.Y. Yeah, they, I mean, they had that big billboard on uh, on the drag by that Kane sound there yeah. that always has some cool, some, like okay. some UT players or something. Look at like that. that. And so then yeah, the, they like investing inside, in sports. Inside, it's, it's got this big mural of uh, Post, Post Malone, Malone in a Cowboys jersey and a Cowboys hat. And he's a cool... Uh, and, and he's, he's from, he's that from area, Dallas, right? right? His, I think it's right where he's from. His dad is the uh, like head of equipment, or head of concessions for the Cowboys. Is oh. that true, for mm-hmm. real? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a nice, cool connection. I, is he the most famous artist from Dallas? Like right now? I'm talking about the word living. I'm talking about all the time. I'm talking about living right now. Probably. Is he? I mean. Is I, he like the Dallas, like the biggest, like hit, like, no, no, hip hop artist, but he is a hip hop artist, but I'm just talking about musical artist. Probably. Is that a big, big one? Big X the Plug is getting pretty big right now, but not near. Big no, X the Plug. He's not Post Malone. He was just no. playing on campus right? last week. Yeah, Post Malone's pretty big time. Uh, original name Austin Post. So I would say Austin, uh, Houston has uh, them beat in that category too. Austin's got probably Texas, uh, Texas, period beat because I think we have probably more famous artists, living artists here in Austin than he's maybe Houston Vine. are. He's from Great Vine, I've, Texas. Uh, Beyonce is probably I've the H Town. I've, I've met him really briefly. Uh, nice. Picking up some herbal substances. Nice. <laughs> Hold on. Did you run into him while you were also shopping and he was shopping? Yes. I went to the <laughs> shopping center and he was there just hanging out. And it was like, I mean, he was famous, but he wasn't as famous as he is now. But he was like, hey, man, what's up? So what's now he can't on? go get his own stuff anymore. He's got to send somebody, probably. I mean, I think it was just, it was in Dallas and like around Grapevine, I think. Oh. And I think he just was probably, you know, one of his old boys or something. I, I don't know. It was, wow. it was I, I walked in, I was like, what the hell? It was similar to when I met Patrick Mahomes and he was also extremely high when I met him. So <laughs> Patrick makes, Mahomes was? Yeah. Makes, makes me more of a fan. What was that? At makes- Tech. Makes me oh, f- he was in school. He was like an honorary member of the fraternity I was in, so he hung out with the, a lot of the guys. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd make Pat Mahomes an honorary member of my fraternity, too. It's pretty awesome. But it was before he was even the— like, Before, before he was big time. He, it was his first year as a starter. He hadn't started a game Did you yet. meet his wife? 
Our future wife? Uh, she was not there. She was not yeah, there this, with us? This was a boys hanging out. Oh, okay. Hey, also, is this popping or not? Uh, we kind of bullish or BS in what's popping. But, you know, Danny Stutzman at Oklahoma, we were talking about him doing the tour yesterday. Stud linebacker? Well, yeah, well, in his pregame emphatic speech to his team, he had the quote that has now become a T-shirt, and he's making NIL dollars off this. Smart man. Uh, Oklahoma only fears God. Texas fears Oklahoma is what he said. And it was a good known, quote. And it's, and he, it's now printed on a it was T-shirt. A good quote. And actually, Brett Venables was seen sporting it yesterday, helping his, his guy sell more T-shirts. Come on. Well, you can't get, get mad at the man for having a great quote in the pregame speech and then now have, having it become something that he can monetize in the NIL world? Come on, Longhorn fans. Y'all know y'all just mad because it's a good idea. <laughs> it's a good that's idea. Y'all and Oklahoma's pretty famous for their T-shirts, too. They always have fun <laughs> high T-shirts. I did see the Texas Rangers already dropped uh, You Can Take Me Higher shirts. Oh, nice. There you go. Yes. Has, oh, Creed? has Creed reached out yet? Have we have a Creed connection yet? I mean, like I said, they were they were – uh, Shouting out on Twitter and stuff mm-hmm. together. So I, mean, I think it could be in the works. Could okay. that be like kind of medicinal too? Can you take me higher? I mean, give me higher. Good. Higher? I don't know. Ah, ah Post Malone. Post Malone. <laughs> hey, it could be spiritual. Hey, maybe yeah. you should make the remix between Post Malone and Creed instead of talking about something else. Can you take me higher? <laughs> yeah, the good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good stuff right there. We need Ty's uh, Sex Panther pick of the night, but let me say this uh, thoughts and prayers. One of my favorite people I've ever interviewed, unfortunately, has passed away today. Uh, Walt Garrison. Walt Garrison. Oh, that's sad. Uh, one of the legendary Dallas Cowboys of the old times, running back. And I got to interview him. We used to do our show out at the uh, NFL Alumni Golf Tournament. Whenever, oh, yeah. wherever Great it's event. Been. Great event. Great event. And he was there a couple of times. And, man, he is the funniest. He was the funniest guy. Could tell the best stories. He's a real cowboy, Rod. Walt Garrison went to Oklahoma State. Yeah, he's not one of them J.R. Ewing Cowboys. Yeah, he's not one of those jokes, man. That guy's a real-life Cowboy. Then, of course, he played for the Cowboys. Played for uh, the Cowboys twice, right? Yeah, uh, legendary. He's also a pro rodeo star. Because he played for Oklahoma State? Yeah, he was He, he was the real deal. Damn, so he was a cow- Dallas Cowboy and Oklahoma State Cowboy? Yes. Damn, he actually, and a real Cowboy yeah. in real life. Yeah. What are the odds of that? Yeah. <laughs> he's from Denton, Denton, yeah, Texas. I guess went so. Went to Oklahoma State. Good for he, played, him, man. he was going to play linebacker. And then they moved him to running back. And, uh, but he is a funny dude. That's a good guy. He's 79 years old. Apparently died in a, in a retirement home. Yeah. Uh, thought Sorry rest in peace to Walt Garrison. Hey, uh, T.Y., what's your, what's your pick of the night? We've got a lot to choose from. We've got college football, pro football, and baseball. I'll give you three. Not, not, not a parlay. Just three not, picks. Not that I won't be parlaying it, but I wouldn't suggest it. Uh, I'll go Philly's money line. I think that crowd's going to be... They're jacked Too right much now. For, for Spencer Strider Spencer, to handle. But Spencer Strider's our best pitcher. He'll go to the hill with that heater against Suarez. Um, and then I'll go with Houston plus three against West Virginia tonight. Oh, I like that. I think uh, West I think Dana will get score. right for this game. Yeah, they can score it too. I think it's a big game for and Houston. And they both had the week off ahead of this game. So yeah. they will both should be fully prepped with the short. So we can't worry about a short week for either. And they both were off last week. And then I gave you one earlier, Broncos plus ten. <sighs> yeah, you like that double digit. You know what? I think you. I think you're on to something potentially. If the weather, if the weather cooperates with you, yeah, tens of anything double digits in the NFL is a lot, right? Yes, it's just plus a big bad number. weather. Yeah, and we've uh, seen Denver and a, and perform in garbage time as well. Well, in a divisional True. game too. Like, let's not forget that this is yeah. a divisional game that you played in division games, Rod. You know the the guy across from you very. They know well. each other really well. <laughs> you yeah. know that familiarity. Guy. You know the ones that keep you up nights and the ones if you feel pretty good about, right? That's true. Yeah. And Taylor Swift will be there. So T Swizzle, distraction. T Swizzle, is that bad or good for your pick? Huh? That's good. It is distraction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the way, it finally hit me. True. You know who Travis Kelsey looks like right now with his his with uh, the porn with stash? the mustache he's got going. The porn stash. 
He looks, looks like uh, Arthur from Peaky Blinders. Never seen it. I haven't started watching it. You did suggest it. I should start oh, watching it. Should. Well, he's one of the brothers. He's the drunk brother. Good mm. fighter, too. Okay. Yeah. Great character. He played great. I mean, because... Uh, that, check so, it out. So if you've seen Peaky Blinders, that's who he's reminding me of. Okay. Uh, to check it out. Yeah. I don't even know time. who that actor is. His name is... Uh, see them? See him right there? Oh, yeah, he does. See? Oh, yeah. He yeah. does have that. He got that stash. Peaky Blinders. The, the Peaky Blinders. Yes. <laughs> Arthur oh, yeah. Shelby. It's one of the great characters, man. He was awesome. Killian Murphy plays the lead, but oh, he's, he's his brother, and he is a character. All right. Hey, everybody, have a wonderful... Thursday. The weekend is here, Rod. Watch a bunch of football tonight. Watch a bunch of baseball. We'll get tomorrow. We're going to have insiders. We'll get to our insiders for the Rangers side and the Astros side. Get some national perspective on this epic series that's coming. It's never happened before. And we can't find an example of a Houston team versus a Dallas team in any series, in any sport this big. Mm -mm. And we're going to get hopefully seven of them, Rod. Seven of them. It's a beautiful thing. Starting Sunday. Ghost Rose. Say go Rangers, Rod, or Ty. Go Jers. Go Jers. Go Jers. <laughs> <laughs> you got to add that this time. Can't be on one side. We're coming back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Every hour of this show, including Mike Craven, all of our conversations, podcast at hornfm.com.